And welcome back to the Rally Cap Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Fries, with my partner, my cohort, my fellow baseball lover, Elliot Rearing, Elliot Season 3 premiere. We were on a, an extended, extended lockout. While there's still a lockout. Yeah, Zach and I were protesting the lockout. We were. We, we locked ourselves out from being the lockout. And I yep. think that's important. We stand with the players. Yeah. We want to get out in front of that. Yep. And that's really it. Well, Other than that, we have nothing. Also, though, to defend us, I know it's, it's, it's been way too long. Last podcast was like late October, so literally four months. Um, there's not a ton to talk about. I mean, there, ha- there were some free agent signings before December 1st. Not by the Reds. Not by the Reds. Of course. No, why would, there why were. Would, why would we yes, sign Yes, there were. Agent? Jake Bowers. <laughs> Andrew Knapp. Yeah, if you guys don't know who those Trey Ambergay. Okay, you done. I, Alan I, Cordoba. Okay. Alan what? Cordoba. Yeah, okay. So if you guys don't know who those are, it's because you're a normal person. And nobody knows who they are, and you won't. They won't ever see a baseball. They don't know field. Trey Winginter. They won't. Who? Trey Winginter. Winginter. No, he hosted with uh, one of the Mike and Mike guys. Yeah, Trey Wingo. <laughs> That's Trey Wingo. <laughs> um, no, but there hasn't been anything. Basically, I mean, I'm, Zach's going to do a better job of recapping this, but my recap from a, kind of an outsider looking in. Zach's a big baseball nerd, statistic. Yeah, he's going to give you a more detailed explanation. This is from like a. Uh, a fan who's just passionate about the game of baseball. Yeah. Uh, the players are being whiny and so are the owners. And nobody can agree. The owners aren't budging on anything. The players are trying to, a little bit to negotiate, but the owners won't move. Uh, I, both sides, I think, are, aren't being great. However, I do think the owners are significantly yeah. worse. And they, ha- and they know they have all the power. Uh, I am surprised at this point that no, no movement has been made. I, I would have bet that the season starts on time, but now I think... It is a question, but I'll let Zach take well, it from here. Well, where we are is now um, they're meeting every day this week, the rest of this week in hopes to get a deal done by February 28th, which is the day that they have said that it's probably the last possible day they could reach an agreement before the season would have to be uh, pushed back, the start of the season, which is May thir- or March 31st. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I'm with you. I, I, I'm more on the player's side. I think both sides have, you know, their own problems in terms of, you know, maybe some unrealistic expectations. But um, it, it's it's frustrating. It's a bad – it's bad for the game. It's a bad look. But at the same time, I feel like we knew this was a possibility. We knew it was going to be ugly because of what happened. Um, Correct. Uh, we we knew this could be ugly because of what happened in 2020 with the it took so long to get baseball back like late July that one year the COVID year which um, can't believe that was you know two almost two years ago now so it's not unexpected but hopefully by the end of this week we're close I don't know I think I think I think that they today stunk they didn't really get a lot done uh, I don't think they made a lot of progress but. Hopefully by the end of the week or Monday at the latest, we have some good news. And then with with the, in coming with that, we'll be able to podcast more. I feel like because uh, there'll be stuff to talk about. There'll be moves to to discuss, and there there won't be there won't be a transaction freeze, and we won't have to see gray faces on MLB.com of all the players. 
And, you know, we can talk about Freddie Freeman not wanting to come back to the Braves. Well, it's not him. It's the Braves. But we'll get uh, into that. Yeah. We'll get both, into that. Both sides. Um, getting a little bit uh, hairy there. At the, at the end of the day, I mean, again, this is the most important part of sports, that it is a business. It Nobody business. wants to lose money. And not to mention MLB. I hate to say this, but mm. they're, I mean, they're trying to save face. A lot of bad stuff has come out with them and, and the AAA and the farm systems. How they they you know the, the MLB went to court and, and battled for that the AAA players shouldn't be paid they should be paid with experience they should be they should be volunteers to the league mm. um, I, and you know I, I think the MLB is going to face a lot of criticism here and I mean a lot of criticism because I, I I think I forget who I saw yeah. uh, it was the pitcher for the A's what was his name Zach he went on and said. That, you know, they were in a good spot. I think Bassett, maybe. I don't know. It might have been Bassett. And he, and he was saying how the baseball last year was in a good spot. It was a lot of momentum on social media. I think the game is reaching a younger audience. I think that there's a help with Barstool, Jared Carabas, uh, Dallas Braden, all those guys. Because I think there was a lull in the mid-2010s there where I don't think baseball was at it anywhere near where it could be. And I, and I think right now they're battling with the face issue of saving face with the AAA stuff, with, with owners not being uh, competent, with Rob Manfred being respectfully the worst commissioner in all of sports. So I, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, I would find it hard to believe that they're going to play less than 162 games and risk losing money over, uh, with respect to the owner's pennies. Yeah, I mean they're asking for pennies on what you have. So, I, I think there's arguments for both sides at that table. I think both sides could 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 do a better job. At the end of the day, the owners have the control, and I wish they would uh, act like they want a baseball season. Mm-hmm. And if I had to guess, unfortunately, it's it's some of the man, it's some of the owners like ours who are probably fighting against it. I don't know for sure, probably. but it's it's probably the it's probably the it's the the lower teams. Uh, in payroll, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know if they're going to be able. I mean, the Reds didn't sign a free agent. I mean, I, I don't know. I was ta- We were talking with people, and they're like, "Man, I, the Red there was there was only a month of free agency. We were one of three teams to not sign a free agent. One of three teams. The in, the former Indians. What's their name? Guardians. Yikes. That team, uh, the A's, and us. We're the yeah. only three teams to not sign a single free agent to our big league roster. And I think that, I think that says a lot, man. I they'll, don't, sign a, they'll sign a major league free agent. Uh-huh. I don't know if it'll be a yeah. good one, but they will. I'm telling you, they'll sign some major league I, free agent. Yeah. Last year was the same. Let's they, bet on that. They signed a major league free agent last year. And who was that? It was Sean Doolittle. I didn't say it would be a good one. I think they will. All I right, think they so will. let's hope for another Sean Eddie Doolittle. Rosario. Sean Doolittle, who got cut halfway through. I'm just saying, I think they will. Uh, and and I, I, I hope there's a baseball season. I want my Reds back. I think we picked up a lot of steam last year with our young guys. Uh, I would like Nick Castellanos to be back. Depending yeah. on what happens with this stuff, I think there is a chance we actually get him back because I don't know if owners are going to be willing to pay top dollar based on what they're sacrificing. So there's a chance he comes back on that deal. I, I, I don't know. Baseball's up up for grabs right now, and we're, I mean, weeks away from the season. So about a month, a little over a month away from the season starting. I This needs to happen fast. 
I, there's nothing really else it's to say. Week. It's this week. This is the big week. I mean, they're meeting every day. And like Zach said, when's the deadline? Well, they said February 28th is what the, the latest possible day. That's, That's Monday. It's the latest possible day before they start po- have to postpone. Start or, uh, pushing post- the season. Yeah, correct. So... That's Monday, so it's not ideal. It's not good. Um, I want to talk. I think we should talk about Castellanos. Um, I don't think he'll be back. I'm not expecting him back. Um, I just think wherever I think wherever he'll go, where the money go, where the money is. That's not a knock on Nick Castellanos. I'm not saying, but if the Reds aren't gonna, I mean, the Reds aren't gonna. Offer him an even close to fair contract, and I just think I mean, he's he's got. I just think he's still in his prime. He's going to get someone's going to pay something. Phillies, Padres, whoever Sox, it is. Yeah. I think they'll. I think he'll get paid, and they'll need a they'll need a right fielder. So uh, they'll have to. I think I mean, Zach's trying. By the way, I think Zach's trying to be a little reverse jinx there. No, I don't think it is a reverse jinx. I just think it's the reality. I think if 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 the players win this battle, I think owners are going to be less inclined, and I think there's a chance. Not to mention how much time Zach and I were debating this: how much time free agents are going to have to make their decision. I think that that's a lot of stuff right now. I'm sure I'm sure there's talks under the table. I'm sure all that goes on. Uh, but like Zach said, I mean, with Nick Cassianos is an interesting case because, I mean, Jonathan India and him apparently are best friends in the world. Yeah. They just hang out with each other. They feed each other seedless fruits, and it, they just hang out all the time. Well, and that's another saving grace is that I truly believe he wants to be here. I think is I think based on what happened last year with with Liam, his son. I think I think his uh, fian- his fiance or wife girlfriend. Wife. Uh, his, I think his wife loves it here. I think they all love it here, and I, I don't I don't think he wants to leave. But like Zach said, it's the Reds not willing to buck up and pay. So it, it, it'll be an interesting case. But we do have the the good news for us is that we've got Senzel, we've got Aquino. Let's see, Zach's down. We got Friedel. No, you can't see this guy's stupid. We got face. a Shogo. You can't see a stupid look on you his face. We got Shogo. Shogo, who by the way, we got Naquin. Shogo, by the way, is the is has the longest in the MLB in the MLB history. He's the longest to go without a home run. Is that right? No, I don't think so. I don't but think I, I, I think it was. Uh, it I was. I saw. I saw. I saw. Many bats, I saw it was uh, Bartolo Colon had less at bats yeah. before his first home run. So I, <laughs> I, our team stinks uh, outside of the outside of like seven of the starters on the field and about four pitchers. So five pitchers counting bullpen, six pitchers counting bullpen. So you, so you think, so you like the starting eight then. In terms of, I like Stevenson. I like India. I, I, despite what happened last year, I think Suarez will have at least a semi bounce back year. I, I do believe that. I think he'll hit around somewhere around 250, and I think he'll hit 35, 40 home runs. I do believe that. I think Votto. Something happened last year with Joey Votto, where I think he's going to be able to hit 30 plus home runs. Might not hit 270, whatever he hit last year. I think he might go down to 255, 260. Uh, I second base situation is interesting. Shortstop, middle infield will be interesting, or not uh, middle base, infield. Um, shortstop, shortstop, and third base. Third base, third base um, yeah. with Moose, Moose, Suarez, Barreo, Farmer. Mm-hmm. So the shortstop situation is not ideal. Third base situation could be better. Uh, we do have Winker. We do have Naquin. I do like those guys. We do have. Uh, 
TJ Friedel. We need a right-handed pitcher. I mean, we're a right-handed hitter, excuse me. TJ yeah. Friedel's horrible. I don't want to see TJ Friedel back in the big leagues. You said we need a right-handed hitter. Um, Aquino. Aquino. Aristides Aquino, with respect to the one good month. He had August of 19. The Come one on. good month three years ago. I think he might be the worst player on the team. Come on. His at-bats are miserable to watch. Miserable. Hey, he is a, I don't think he. I don't think he's seen a full count. Not very many. Uh, I and again, I like Aquino. He's fine, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I want to win games. No, so I agree. The, the outfield's got. They got to. They got to make some sort of move. Let's just be honest. I think they'll sign a major league outfielder, and I, of and, some sort. And, and Zach and I were talking about this. This division. I mean, yeah, the Cardinals probably going to win it, but it's not a blowout division win here. I mean, the, the no. Reds are going to be in. The Reds are going to be in the conversation to win this division in the last month. I firmly believe that. Whether it's five games, whether it's three games, whether it's six and a half games, Reds will be in that conversation come September. And it just involves a little bit of spending. And I hate to compare it to another Cincinnati team. Wow. That we... I, I, you were wondering how long it was going to take to get to this. You, you, but you were... You, you had to know it was going to come. You, were, you, were, you are... You were upset about the Bengals' Super Bowl loss. I well, I was in a bad place because my team just lost a, a championship, and um, to all my all my big Cincinnati sports fans, the other team in Cincinnati did very well last season. <laughs> While we were on sabbatical, the Bengals uh, went to a to a goddamn Super Bowl. <laughs> so um, the Bengals did get there, and they unfortunately lost to the Rams yeah. because Burrow couldn't be protected. We're not talking about the Bengals, though. Bengals, bottom line, Bengals spent in free agency. It worked. They went to a Super Bowl. That's what happened last year, this sure. past year. The Reds are unwilling to spend. The Castellini family are unwilling to spend. They're unwilling to keep that promise that they made over 20 years, or not almost 20 years ago, in 2004, or five, whenever they came in. I, they, they have failed to keep that promise, and here the Reds are, middling away around the 500 mark in a division that... I hate to say it, but it's 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 seriously winnable. Seriously winnable. I don't think there's a 90 win team in this division. I, I don't see it. I and think the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to be tough. I think they're going to be tough. I think they're going to be tough. But just we because you you we killed them last year. We said, but yeah, but we, we said we, squashed we said them. they were going to be good last year. Yeah, but we, we they, their season was over and they were nine back in August, and then they came out and won 20 in a row. Went on a run and yeah. make it make it seem like that like they're just. The Cardinals, you can't kill the Cardinals. You can't squash the Cardinals. And they didn't even have, I mean, they didn't have good pitchers at the end of the I mean, they had John Lester and Jay Happ throwing, you know, every seven fifth, inning, every seven inning, day. seven inning, one run, 10 strikeout games. Randomly, we couldn't beat John Lester and Jay Happ. Or we mashed Jay and, Happ and, that one And game. the Reds collapsed at the end. It's no surprise. I, 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 I. Do I have a lot of hope for this Reds team? No, not particularly, just because we haven't signed a free agent, and that really bums me out. I mean, not even a, not even a glimmer of hope that we have. And all, all the talks revolving Sonny Gray, Castillo, Malley, obviously the Reds aren't willing to give those guys up because, well, to be quite honest, I mean, I, they're, they're going to continue to be mediocre. Me, mediocre. They want to keep them so they can save face, win 80 games, and call it a season, like Zach says. And I... we. We haven't even talked about Wade Miley. We'll get there in a second. Haven't we recorded? Have we recorded since then? No, I don't think we have actually. I think that was in I think that was in like November. Well, if we haven't, we'll give you a refresher. Wade Miley was one of the best pitchers last season. 
in baseball. I, w- I will say that. He was a top 15 pitcher in baseball yeah. last year. The Reds released him. The Reds cut him. Yeah, we didn't record. It was two weeks later. Um, so Wade Miley, arguably the best pitcher we had on our roster last season, uh, was released and signed by a division rival, the Cubs. And I, I, I think that's seriously embarrassing to what this what this franchise is going to do. And at that time, there was a part of me that said, you know what? This is good because we just saved $10 million. We're going to use that Nick Castellanos. We're going to up the bid. We're going to see what's happening there. We didn't sign him. We didn't sign anyone. And here we are, one of the only three teams without a free agent signing to a big league roster. But, but I'll say this. There's still a lot of free agents. A lot of free agents. A lot of There are a lot of free agents. There's a lot of movement. And just because they haven't signed anyone yet, doesn't mean they won't sign anybody. It's just not a surprise. Will that, it be a good player? I don't know. I think they'll sign a major league free. I think they'll sign a major league player by the time when the lockout comes back. Will it be a good one? I have no idea. But I think they will. But yeah, I mean, it sucked. It sucked to lose Wade Miley. I guess I should. I, I think I said like I wouldn't have been surprised that Wade Miley, if Wade Miley wouldn't be back next year. Um, but I don't know. It just it hurt. It hurt to to trade him to the Cubs. Uh, if it was the Mariners, I don't know if I I don't know if I'd give a rip to be honest. But it hurts because it's the Cubs, and I have a disdain for the Cubs. So I think I took it a little bit more personally. And also the I mean, the, the I don't know. It it hurt, and I I think what but, hurts hurts more about it though is that it's. You don't know what the direction of the franchise yeah. is. You don't know why they released him for what they did. I mean, if you knew, if you're, if I mean, if the goal is to win, you try to trade that piece, right? And then you release. Well, they traded him, right? They traded him. No, no he was designated, no. and they no. traded him. No. Yeah. Right. Wasn't he released? Or he was claimed. Was he claimed? He was claimed. We didn't. Yeah, trade he didn't. Him. Tra- he didn't get traded. No, we didn't trade him. Yeah. We said bye bye, and you're gone. See you later. They traded. Have they, fun in Wrigley. Well, they traded Barnhart. That's a forgiving fan talk. base. We didn't talk about that either. They traded Tucker Barnhart to the Tigers, which it wasn't surprising. Made a lot of sense. I, I knew Barnhart wasn't going to be back. Um, I think it just makes sense. And um, with Stevenson in the fold, um, I think that you know, thank you for your service, Tucker. Fine and ass. Fine ass. Had you know. He was fine. I mean, he played good defense. He wasn't a great offensive hitter. He was bad. But point. he was fine. Actually, last year he played pretty pretty well at the play. I would say, but I, I'm not uh, saying he's like a bad... No, 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 no. He's not a bad player. I think he was like a... He's just 30-something years old. He he's a catcher. Fine. He was fine. He's an aging catcher that we don't really need. Yeah, and it didn't make sense in terms of what you're going to pay him for what you're going to get. And, and you have Stevenson. So you move on. Didn't bother me really. Um... It's a fine move. I, I think Stevenson should be the guy. Should be given the the opportunity to play almost every day, and they've got plenty of good backup options with Mike Mike Cole, Mark Colesberries and Aramis Garcia and Andrew Knapp. Yeah, I mean, that they, they brought in. They won't be serviceable backup options. That's for but sure. They have they have options. Have they have options uh, now. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with with the rest of free agency. I mean, it's. There's like Zach said. There is a ton, ton, ton. There's ton, still ton players. I mean, there's still guys out there. Um, Eddie Rosario. I, I kind of, I half jokingly say, but I, I could see the Reds signing Eddie Rosario. I don't know. I take right him. Field. I'd take him. Um, I mean, he was the 
dominant in the. But he's uh, a lefty, isn't he? He is a lefty. He, so that was he was dominant in the World Series postseason. We have to have a right-handed batter somewhere on this team. Nick Senzel. That's for I forgot about. I keep forgetting about Senzel. Don't forget about Senzel. Well, you would. You can understand why I forgot about him because the Reds just sent him to AAA and locked him in a closet and kept him there. Well, he does. I mean, I, Nick Senzel. I'm not. By, by the way, I'm not a Nick Senzel. I think. I think. I'm trying to. I'm trying my hardest to to defend Nick and give him every chance. But he does. It is hard when he gets hurt every other. I. I, I mean, I hate to compare him to Christian McCaffrey, but he's Christian McCaffrey without the talent. Come on, that's I, a little harsh. He's not the talent. He hasn't hit well when he's been here. I think he's an okay player, and I think we could use him. Certainly, I I don't want to hate. I don't, don't want to hate Nick town. Senzel. I don't want to hate that's, Nick Senzel, but he doesn't stay on the field ever. Under any circumstances, Nick Senzel stay on the field, and I know, and I know it sucks. I, you, you can't blame a guy for being hurt. I know that, but it it's, it comes to a point where you either have to move him, move on from him, or something needs to happen. Obviously, the Reds have decided to move on from nobody, and they're all just going to keep keep everybody locked up, and we're going to see what we have next year. And if we can win 80 games, it's a win for the Castellini family. Well, but I, 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 I'm struggling to trust uh, Nick Senzel in an everyday role. No, yeah, I mean, I think it's his health which is what he'll be he will be an everyday player next year because we need a right-handed we need a right-handed batter are you convinced he'll play every day i'm not well he won't play every day because he'll get hurt three games but we got we got so i don't know i just that's what you mean i just feel like we have so many just like blah options in the outfield that i'm just not which is why you might want to think like hey maybe well exactly that's maybe let's sign a free agent or maybe even all you have to do is sign nick castellanos all of this goes away with Nick Castellanos. You and I know that. Naquin, Naquin, Winker, Castellanos, that's an outfield of my dreams. Let's do it. Let's get it done. But they won't do it, you which means that. we have Aristides Aquino. With respect to him, he's horrible. Come on. I think the, I'd rather have Delano De Shields. Absolutely, I'd rather have Delano De Shields. Absolutely. <laughs> I, think, I think that's criminal. Delano De Shields. People forget Delano De Shields at a home run quicker than Shogo. I won't, I won't say anything mean about Shogo. He seems like a nice guy. Shogo's a nice guy. Seems like um, a nice guy. But with respect to his talent, there is none. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, I mean, come on. Come on. He strikes out every at-bat or he grounds out to the second baseman every time. Legitimately every time. There isn't a time where it's either no. it's either a walk, a ground out to the second baseman, or a weak base hit up the middle. A triple weak. against Philly. Or a triple against Philly. Or a, or a double down the line once every 35 at-bats. I, I, I think we're in, a, we're, we're in a tricky place in the outfield. I hope we sign somebody. Do I think we will? Probably not. I think we're kind of a joke right now. But They'll sign somebody. Maybe, maybe the Bengals, and like I said, maybe hey, maybe the Bengals, Mike Brown, out of all people, it was Mike Brown to wake up this city's sports fan base. And maybe Castellini fan was like, hey, I've been mediocre for 20 years. Maybe let's no. do something. Maybe. I don't think that'll happen. Let's do one fucking not thing. Not in baseball, I don't think. I, maybe. I don't know. I'm not asking. I just want Nick Castellanos. That's all I want. I just think it's not happening. Um, let's Anywhere else. Uh, let's let's go around. Uh, around the league, free agents. Freddie Freeman looks like, as Zach said, not going to be signing with the Braves. Yeah. They've been distant on talks. Uh, which is interesting because he's a very good first baseman. Probably maybe yeah. in his prime or just past it. So I... I, I think that's going to be an interesting first baseman move wherever he goes. Probably the Yankees. Probably the Yankees. 
Have fun on the Yankees. Other than other than that, uh, who else hasn't well, signed yet? Has Aaron 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 Judge hasn't been re-signed? I don't think so. I don't think he's a free agent, is he? Yeah, but it doesn't, his contract ends next year, isn't it? Next year? I think it's after. 2022 so yeah so it's after next year yeah. uh they'll resign him but i'm just saying it's someone else um well kershaw i mean that's kershaw has not been touched correa has not been signed i don't believe the pitcher from the white Sox, uh rodon has been signed no rodon has not been signed so there's still some big fish out there correa signed didn't he no didn't he sign with the astros not that I know of. I'm almost positive Correa signed with the Astros. I don't, I don't think so. He's a free agent. Huh. No. Um, I thought he signed a massive deal with them. No. Uh, other than that, let's see. Trey Turner did sign. Um, or not Trey Turner. Trey Turner's me. not a free agent. Um, Corey Seager, sorry. Seager was at the uh, Rangers. Seager Massive went the, contract. Seager went to the Rangers. Uh, who else went to the Rangers? Everybody went Arthur to the Rangers. Simeon. Simeon went to the Rangers. John Gray. John Gray from Cole the Rockies. Calhoun. Well. Hey, you asked the Rangers who they signed. They're okay. signing them all to the sign uh, all. Adam Frazier, standout He's, with the Pirates, mediocre with the Padres. He's on the Mariners now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got traded to uh, Seattle. So, um, uh, Gosman. Kevin Gosman, I believe, is now on Toronto. Yeah. Toronto signed into a big deal. Robbie Ray signed with the, the Mariners. So a lot of moving. There were some, move, there were some big moves, but there's still... There's still a lot left. Castellanos being one of them. Um, I would like Castellanos to be a red. Chris Bryant, free agent. I forgot about Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's another he one. He was almost a red. No big deal. But Tre- So there's a lot Trevor of moves. Story. There's a, Trevor Story. Well, the Rockies won him again. No, One more time. I don't think One so. One more ride around the sun. Hey, Trevor, does 73 wins sound appealing to you? How about that? One more time. Um, other than that, baseball, nothing's happened, obviously. So not a whole lot to talk about. Um, but this is just a podcast warming you up. Season three. It is season three. We have a massive guest on. Tomorrow. Probably one of the best moves the Reds have made comes in their broadcasting booth with our guest, Zach. Sam LeCure will be on the show. You're listening to this on Tuesday. Or, well, no, they're going to be listening. This is Tuesday. Yeah, You're going to be listening to this probably this late on Wednesday or early on Thursday. So that's coming up tomorrow, uh, where the interview is coming up tomorrow, um, which makes no sense. Not going to make a lot of sense if you're listening to this on Thursday. But in real time... Uh, it yeah. is, is going to be uh, Wednesday. We're very excited. First member of the Reds organization. Uh, best mustache in the game. Great mustache. One of, one of the, you know, just a, a, a solid reliever. One of the guys, one of, you know, I, I like Sam a lot as a player. Um, kind of a bulldog. Didn't blow it by anybody, but. What was his stat? One of, the, one, of the best, one of the best pitchers to come in with. Bases loaded. Bases loaded. The stat is like. Was like eighteen times he came in with the bases loaded or something. He only gave up like one run. That's Isn't insane. That it? Yeah, it, it's that's insane. I, I I'm very excited um, for the big Sam Lecure interview. Uh, last baseball news. Uh, da, 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 I'm trying to think of anything. I don't think there is anything because MLB is a joke, right? Um, 
Yeah, there is one last thing. The Reds signed Ben Lively to a minor league deal the other day. No. Former Red that we drafted and we traded him That's, for Marlon Baird. So that Ryan Reynolds is married to Ben Lively, right? We're supposed to laugh or how does this work? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's Blake Lively's brother, Ben. Yeah, Ben. Ben Lively, former Red. He's back. But yeah, you're right. No other news. Oh, he's back? Day. Yeah, he was on the, in the organization. And when was that? In 2014. They traded him for Marlon Bird. <laughs> great. So, um, Marlon Bird, great Red. Ben Lively's back. But yeah, other than that, I would say no other major news that we haven't hit on. Great American Ballpark, please fix your hot dogs. You started oh, cutting your on. you started cutting your hot dogs in half last year. I don't think I didn't notice it. I'm a hot dog connoisseur. I'm a hot dog connoisseur, and they're cutting them in half. I know they are. I know they're cutting the hot dogs in half. Actually, remind me. I gotta I gotta time travel. I gotta ask Sam Lecure about that. He's got to know something. About the hot dogs? You think Sam McCurry is going to know about the hot dogs? Yeah, someone's got to know something about the hot dog situation at Great American Ballpark. Because at some point during last season, they cut the hot dogs in half. And I won't stand for it any longer. Bad enough, i got to pay ten fifty for water. Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I, we, didn't, we don't is want it? for you just because there's nothing that's been happening. This is why, this is why we need the lockouts in. So we... So we don't have Elliot's hot dog rants. <laughs> this is I can give you five more minutes of it, honestly. And you, just, you know what? Back. Let's let's go into it. Uh, to anyone who doesn't want to listen to hot dog rant, skip to the Sam LeCure interview. We'll see you there. Otherwise, here you go. Last season, at some point during the halfway mark, the hot dogs shrunk in size significantly. They shrunk about three and a half inches, and I'm not kidding you. And I noticed this because I pay $7 for a hot dog. And when I pay $7 for a hot dog, I like to take a good couple seconds and look at it. Now, some people might not look at their hot dog when they eat it, but when I pay $7.50 for a hot dog, I like to notice it. The hot dog was smaller than my thumb at some point during the last year. I think they were cutting them in quarters, and they were selling it to the great people of Cincinnati. And I won't stand for it, Bob, Bill, Castellini, the whole Castellini family. Um, but that's it. That's pretty much my rant. All right. So... Uh, da, da, da. I'm trying. I, I I I think I had something in my mind, but I don't want to keep rambling on. I thought I had some baseball something that I was gonna say, but now I don't. So Zach, do you have any any final any parting words to the people before the Sam Lecure interview? Um, there's a DH now. We didn't talk about. That. Oh my God, that's right. Okay, that's right. That is what I was gonna say. So more. You've got extra. So more. Stri- have more. Sh- more strikeouts. <laughs> more strikeouts for Shogo. Uh, he can DH. You have room for Friedel. That's my point. Okay, more room for Friedel. Friedel he doesn't. He can't play center, so you just put him at DH. Yeah, I believe it was the end of. We can talk about that real quick. The end of last season. I think it was the game we were eliminated from postseason contention. The White Sox. It was against the White Sox. T.J. Friedel had one of the worst, single worst performances I've seen by an out, outfielder it bad, ever. It was a bad game. He had three errors. He dropped two fly balls, and one ball bounced in front of him. And I think it somehow went between his legs or went to the side of him. It was not T.J. Friedel's finest moment. Um, I don't hate T.J. Friedel. I don't either. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, again, that's a lefty. I'm just busting and balls. And we, we just have a ton of lefties on this team. I would like a righty. If Suarez comes back, I think the team can be the team can have a chance. Honest to God, I think that. I want, so I want 2019 Suarez, but man, it's been. I mean, we've had two bad years. Two bad years now. So he was good at the end I, of last year. I'm concerned. He was good at the end of last year after we were eliminated. Yeah. So 
What, what did the guy say at the bar when we were eliminated? Do you remember what he said? Uh, I tweeted it. I forget what I... I can't remember. It was after the White Sox. <laughs> I think he said God's not real. Yeah. Or God's... <laughs> after the final out in that game, yeah. he said God's not real. Uh, just a funny Reds fan moment, uh, which, which we're going to we see lose. more of. But hey, the Bengals, we can change it. We can change it right now. We can rally helmet. We'll do it right now. Next, if the Reds, I'll tell you what. Not. If the Reds don't win seventy-five games, we're doing rally helmet. You, you think that? I think the Reds will win eighty games. Probably about the same. They were eighty-three last year. I'd say eighty. Without a free agent signing, as of right now, we're not an eighty-win team. I don't believe what so. Do you think? Fifty. I think probably around seventy-seven wins without a free agent. Assuming we get a free agent, that's. Somewhat close to what Nick Castellanos oh, is able well, to do. I mean, that's like, and I want a supermodel girlfriend. I mean, what is that? Well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you want to just sign the MVP for peanuts? Then I mean, <laughs> <laughs> peanuts at Great American Ballpark, lacking salt. Gonna need to get on that as well. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> please, please, if any owner, uh, owners and players that are list, we need a deal done. Please we get need, it. Just get it done. We need to get this just done. Do it. Let's just play some baseball. What do you say? Really? I mean, you got. A month, a month and ten days until opening day is supposed to be, which is crazy to think about. I mean, I was sulking after the they lost to the Pirates here, seemingly what, almost five months ago. It seems like less time than that, but it's already five. It's already been five months since that horrible, awful night, and again, with <laughs> Pittsburgh, we had Chris Vanell on. So that was a magical night. It was a magical night. We had a lot of fun talking about obscure <laughs> right. reds and drafting moments. And we gotta have Chris. We gotta have teams. Chris. We gotta have Chris back. We'll have Chris. Back I love. Here. I love Chris. Uh, we're I trying to get some more back. guests for you guys. Zach uh, got a big guest here. Sam Lakir coming up right now. So we'll be back weekly. Now we're gonna start doing this weekly. We took a four month vacation um, <laughs> to protest the protest that's going on in the MLB. Yeah. We'll be back weekly from now on. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Zach? Now Sam LaCure. Sam LaCure, but we're going to have to... I guess... Well, I guess we can't do the music now because the music would just lead yeah. into Sam LaCure. So how would that work? So are we going to end it with some... Sun? No, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Gonna do. Like a... this, we're going to do a little... We're doing a little free a round table right now for you guys, the listeners. I'll play the music at the end. I'll re-record something right now and then I'll move them around. That's what I'll do. Go okay. team. Go team. All right. Also... Uh, final warning, Great American, fix your hot dogs or I'm not coming back. Uh, that's it. God save us. <laughs> Zach, sign us out. You're not going to say love you guys? Love you guys. We, uh, we now welcome on to the uh, Rally Cap podcast, uh, former Reds reliever and uh, Bally Sports Ohio analyst, Sam LeCure. Uh Sam, how's, how's everything going? God. That's gonna be uh, <laughs> not good. Yeah, not good to hear. Just, just, just a little heads up for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting in the snow waiting for summer. Wondering if we're gonna play some baseball. Yeah. Here. Seriously. I, dude. I hope. I, I. 
I wanted to real quick. I wanted to ask because I, 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 I Wikipedia kind of I kind of Wikipedia researched you. I obviously know who you are. I'm a big Reds fan, but uh, I saw I saw on Wikipedia you were drafted by the Phillies um, right out of high school. What was what was the process? I know you, you didn't sign right away with a major league team. What was the process uh, that decision to not sign with the Phillies right out of high school? Yeah, and then and then like so then obviously you, you you started in college. I saw you you were you were a starter. What was the transition like when you so you eventually did get drafted by the Reds? What was that transition like when you had to switch over to becoming a a, a full fledged reliever rather than a starter? Well, it was a little frantic. Uh, you know, at first you're like, okay, well the good news is that they're trying to find ways to keep me here in the big leagues a little bit. You know, uh, I. I started all my career, wanted to be a starter, that was, you know, where my mindset was, and it just didn't kind of, for whatever reason, they had other options, and so the fact that really my first time really relieving was in the big leagues was, you know, kind of frantic, like I said, it's like, well, holy shit, like, here we are, uh, you're in the big leagues, and you're trying to figure out how to just stay around and save your life, and now you got to learn how to do something else, like, you know, it's kind of put up or shut up at that time, and uh, you know, I had some awesome guys around me. You know, I could, you know, go down the list. Nick Mass, it was, was great for me. Uh, Sean Marshall, when he ended up coming over, John Broxton, Chappie, um, you know, were guys that I all kind of, you know, bent their ear a little bit to say, how do you do this? And, and there were many more that I'm not, that I'm not mentioning, but, uh, so that was helpful to have a, a, a great group of guys down there to kind of help me understand what I need to get ready. Um, you know, as far as how many pitches and how much effort I need and what are the things I need to focus on and all those different little nuances, which were things I never thought about. Uh, so I could not only be fresh and, uh, you know, good on any given day, but also the next day and the day after that too, which is why I think I really took to relieving. I liked the idea that I was going to get a chance to play almost every day. Whereas starting the time in between was kind of like, uh, like I mean, you know, like the best I'm going to get here today is probably like a pinch bunt situation, you know, and like, well, that's kind of exciting. It hardly ever happens anyway. So it's like being a reliever, it was, it was a lot more fun to come to the ballpark and feel like I was going to have a chance to help out. So Sam, he talked, Elliot talks about you get drafted by the Reds and then, um, you, you get to be a part of, like, the, the last time. The, you're, you're part of the 2010 through 2013 stretch, which is kind of the last time, I think, like, we've seen, like, a sustained success. Um, and, of course, at the head of that was, was Dusty. What was, it, what was it like playing for, for Dusty? What kind of manager was, was Dusty? Uh, I mean, I think you guys have heard it. I mean, you guys, that's probably a semi-rhetorical question. I mean, Dusty was a player's manager. Uh, if you could, 
you know, anybody who's spent out of, any amount of time with him knows he just kind of like has it, you know, with the quotation marks. He's got it. He's got a way to connect with people. This guy's been around and seen so many different things. There wasn't anything about any player that it felt like he hadn't experienced himself before. And even more so on top of that, if you want to start talking like racial stuff, which of course I don't. But he had all those experiences that he would go through with yeah. Hank Aaron, you know, those old school guys. And, you know, so there was nothing he hadn't seen. Uh, and he was an all-star and a World Series champion, so there's nothing he hadn't done. Uh, so when you've got a guy like that kind of leading the way, it, it makes it easy to want to listen and learn from somebody like that. But Dusty was always very, very good to me, man. I mean, just a super cool, hip dude, uh, you know, that you want to sit around and, you know, do any number of things with. Drink a beer comes to my mind. But, uh, no, just, just a great dude, and we still keep in touch with this guy. I mean, he's got... The effort that he puts in to, to make people feel important, whether it's a player, a friend, and you know, a security guard on the road, whatever it was, I mean, Dusty took the time to do it, uh, and it shows up in the number of people that you know talk about him and revere him and care about him still today. Yeah, I, and you see what he's doing now with the Astros. I mean, he's still crushing it. It's unbelievable. I, I just, I, like, you see, I and mean, this is kind of a half-joke question, but half-serious, you see, you, you see, like, the quarterback... Uh, you, a quarterback would buy a bunch of Rolexes for his offensive linemen. It was just, it was just, yeah. it was just unanimous in the dugout that you guys were just going to give him like twenty five thousand toothpicks, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had, to, uh, we had to go cut down a whole damn forest. Keep them all with a toothpick. So, uh, no, man. I mean, I think guys, you talk about it for the most part. I mean, of course, everybody's going to have their you know, beefs with somebody for whatever reason. It might have been the stage that player X was at in his career and it just didn't jive with what Dusty was, you know, kind of throwing down at that time. And, uh, you know, the player was on his way out or something like that. You know, whatever it was, guys talking about everybody's going to have their own beef with any different individual. Uh, I did not have that with Dusty. I thought uh, Dusty did a great job and, you know, it's kind of the the chicken or the egg sometimes a little bit. Do you blame one person, the manager, or do you blame the 25 players who are actually out on the field supposedly executing uh, what it was? I always like to put the onus on the players, uh, you know, for sure. So, um, aside from Dusty, um, was there a coach that, like, maybe a pitching coach, bullpen coach that you really had, like, maybe you looked up to or you had a strong connection with when you were in Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, a lot of those guys, I mean, many of them, Billy Hatcher, we still keep in touch. I mean, Chris Fire was the bench coach. He was outstanding. Mark Berry was the third base coach at the time. Uh, Mike Stefanski, bullpen. Uh, Brian Price, obviously somebody I dealt with on a really regular basis uh, as the pitching coach. Um, you know, those guys were great. They were out there and they were grinding through it with you. I mean, they were as much as the part of the team as, you know, Johnny Cueto. You know, I mean, they were out there and they worked just as hard as anybody to put us in positions so we could go out there and get something done. Um, and we did for a couple of years. You know, we didn't get our final goal done, but we got we got some things done, and uh, we were pr- we were proud of it. We we're disappointed in it, but proud of it. Uh, but I had special relations with Coach. I mean, Freddie Benavidez is now uh, is the bench coach. I mean, I, Freddie was one of the first guys I met when I came into the Red System, and uh, remember him. Well, the first inter- encounter we had, and, and we've kept in great touch since. And you know, obviously, I get to see him around Cincinnati every once in a while now. And uh, we always, you know, play a little bit of phone tag. But 
no, those those guys are great, and I think that you know when you hear a guy, I'll never have a Hall of Fame retirement speech. I can tell you that much. But mm-hmm. if I did, and you'll hear so many guys do it, they talk about everybody else involved, and whether they name them by name or rank or you know staff position, whatever it is. I mean, these guys play a big role in what's going on down there uh, and kind of that product that you guys see on the field. Yeah, don't worry about the Hall of Fame stuff. Barry, Barry Bonds didn't get it either, so. <laughs> yeah, that was, he, was one, he was one guy I would have really loved to have faced in my career. Yeah. Barry Bonds and his uh, I would like to see what would happen there. I've got a pretty good feeling he probably would have hit it about 750. <laughs> but it would have been a foul and then I would have walked it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sam, we're kind of. Pitchers and catchers usually would have reported by now, but we're still kind of in this weird holding pattern with the lockout. What what did a what did a Sam Lacure off season look like as a player? Like, were you were you a big traveler? Did you kind of like laying low and maybe take a few weeks off and then get right back to it? What was like an off season like for you? It was. I mean, it was it was standard, dude. It was. I mean, that first month after the season, I was going to go on a good three or four week bender. Uh, I mean that's just the way it was, and I think you know you can't do you can't do that during the season, right. and you know you don't want to do that. But when you got time, you know go visit some family for a week, you know settle in wherever I was settling in for a week. But yeah, just kind of really get rip roaring drunk for a couple weeks, <laughs> and, uh, and then after that, and then after that was done, then it was time to get back into it. You know, it was like all right, well that was fun. Now we're done. Uh, where's the you know where's the closest gym? Uh, let's start. You know, making sure the diet's taken care of and oh, keeping yeah. an eye on that, cut that, cut that other BS out, and uh, you know, start getting back in the gym. That's why I lived up in Cincinnati for a few years when I was with the big league team. Lived there year round. Um, otherwise, I was in Austin, Texas, where I went to college, using the facilities there, being around players, being around guys who are going to hold you accountable to go up there and do it. Um, so I would, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd start kind of slow. Just get in there and get your body moving around, and then. You know, you get to a point where you want to keep being sore. You just want to be less sore as you go because you want to keep pushing the envelope a little bit. And, uh, you know, I read in pretty good detail. I forget on what side it was recently, but Max Scherzer, you know, I grew up, you know, Max and I played together in St. Louis, um, you know, in high, in our high school days. And, and I mean, I'm up, you know, I went from being kind of a hard on him, like grizzly veteran to now I'm like, you know, He's my favorite player, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was kind of reading about his, you know, routine, and you find things that you like. you got your core group of things, and then you're going to add a little bit here based on if you saw a deficiency the year before. Well, I'm not really exploding off the mound. Well, let's let's introduce some more of this. Well, my arm didn't feel quite ready when I got to camp. Well, let's start throwing a week or two early. Uh, you know, different things like that. So it's always going to be a little bit different each year, but you're going to have your core. You're going to do your squats, and you're going to do your lap pull-downs, and you're going to do your crunches. You know what I mean? And then you kind of build, start building around there. Some guys bring it from what they did in college. That was something that I did to a degree. Uh, but my college, you know, strength coach was a little bit different than the red strength coach. So it's blending those ideas um, to kind of just what fits you. And at the end of the day, if you can – if you believe in it, I mean, you hear about guys talk about throwing a pitch with conviction. I mean, if you believe in it, it becomes something more than just what it is at its at a glance. You know, you guys doing a squat and thinking, eh, a squat. And me saying, this squat's going to help me get somebody out game seven of the World Series. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a different mindset. 
mindset there, and that's where a lot of this, you know, comes into that people don't talk about enough. I mean, mindset's talked about, you know, manifesting, yada, yada. But, I mean, you get go out there and you really believe in something and it starts to work for more you or more for you because you believe in it. And so that's, you know, once I got a pretty solid routine of what I felt like I needed to do in the off season, the things that were, I was continuing to progress. I was getting better. I was understanding my body more. I continued to move up through the minor leagues, got to the big leagues, got higher leverage roles, you know, on down the line. Uh, you want to keep, you know, if it ain't broke type of deal, don't fix yeah. it. Uh, but that's going to be, but that's just going to be different for everybody. Yeah. It, I, but it definitely started, it started with the bender. If you're going to work your ass off on your, you got to play hard for at least a couple weeks. Right. I I know it's impossible. I know it's impossible to compare. But uh, do you have that same kind of competitive attitude with obviously your your TV your TV career now? You can say that. Uh, Do you have that same trying to beat out other markets? Because I believe you guys. I mean, the Reds for a. What, what's classified as a small market team, we get a large number of uh, TV audience, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, when, yeah. so when, when, do, you, do you have that some, same kind of competitive attitude when it comes to broadcasting now? To some degree, yeah. Uh, to some degree, I, I ask that question a couple times a year. How is the ratings? Do I really, do, do I care about the ratings per se? I mean, I don't know because it's different. It's hard to gauge between you know, the percentage of homes watching in New York versus the percentage of homes watching in Cincinnati, there's still going to be more people watching in New York, even though it's fewer homes or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but I want to know, I want to feel like we're doing good. I want to feel like people are tuning into the show. That starts, you know, with my preparation of things and, you know, making sure I'm there on time. And if I, I'm always going to stumble on words, man. Like, I'm always yeah. going to blather. And as, long <laughs> as, keep the F-word, as long as I keep the F word yeah. out of the whole deal, like, I think we're being pretty good shape. Um, you know, just be aware of that. But I'm always going to stutter, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if, as long as I'm there, you know, a handful of hours before the ball game, and I'm doing my homework, and I'm listening to other people, and you know, going in and talking to the cowboy Jeff Brantley, or going down and talking to Jim Day, or you know, standing in the dugout with you know Kyle Farmer. Or, you know, would be Tucker Barner or whoever, Gino Swart, you know, just kind of being yeah. around those guys. I feel like I'm putting myself in a pretty good position to to go out there and just be human, you know, on on the TV. Like, I, you know, it, it just kind of is who I am, and that's fine. Uh, I'm still going to stutter, but I put it <laughs> work, you know, to go, out there, to go out there and try to put, you know, put together a pretty good show. And, of course, couldn't do it without my partner, you know, Jesus Foss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I mean, it's hard when you're watching you on TV. It's hard to notice it because I, heavy is the face that wears the best mustache in all of baseball. <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, well, we'll see about that. We're gonna need a little bit of magic, a little bit of magic this year, I think. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell. Uh, you know, back to baseball really is that, you know, there's so many free agents out there. Like, right. Nick Castellanos doesn't have a team at right. Cincinnati Reds right now, but it's not anybody else either. There's just no telling what a roster could look like. Yeah. So it's hard to get really excited about your team this year because you don't know who's going to be on it. Yeah. So, Sam, I got some, I got some quick rapid fire for you. Um, so, funniest, funniest teammate. 
good dude out of Johnny Cueto. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, 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 some people just don't, it's, it's hard for them to broadcast it. Like, Bronson's hilarious to me, but, like, in his own little, you know, like, in a different way than he's funny to you kind of deal. So I right. can say something, you're back, huh? What? He's an idiot. But, <laughs> but Johnny was always, Johnny's always funny. If you follow him on Instagram now, dude, like, the dude's always out somewhere smoking a cigar, riding a horse. Like, what are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> As a player, what was your favorite city on a road trip? Uh, I get asked this one a lot, as you can probably imagine, and I probably go back and forth a little bit, um, you know, and for different reasons in each place. I loved going to Chicago. I loved playing in Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people can talk about, well, the, you know, the bleachers and this. I'm, I don't care. Like, you yeah. sit in the outfield grass there, but where, where the bullpen used to was when I was there, sit in that grass and... You know, look at the Ivy and all this, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, I, I love going to Chicago. got a great food scene. Denver's a beautiful town. Uh, you know, you're kind of right down there tucked in it. Um, those two come off my head uh, as, as places I enjoyed going. And, and, you know, for kind of an obscure place, Milwaukee is a great okay. place to go. Like, it's a, it's a cool little ballpark. They got a, if you're into it, a casino. They got some breweries. There's a downtown little area. They got a big Lebowski fest, if that turns anybody on. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's a pretty cool city, too. All right, now let's flip it. What, as a player, what was your least favorite city on a road trip? Uh, well, I try to th- I'm trying to think of more, I mean... I don't think I loved Pittsburgh too much. <laughs> but, well, I mean, but see, I say that, but then again, like, I mean, there's there's a couple little features about Pittsburgh, too. You know, they got a little casino down there. The ballpark's really nice. Um, you know, one time we were there, they were filming Jack Reacher, like, through the mm-hmm. streets oh my of God. Pittsburgh. Or so I, think, I think it was, you know, it was like, or maybe it was the Batman or uh, one of the Dark Knight deals. But, you know, they had shit going on down there. I mean, but... But for the most part, I, I think, you know, because you think of, like, NL East, Central West, um, I think they're all pretty good yeah. cities, and I, hate to, and I spend a lot of time in Pittsburgh, and I like the people there, so mm-hmm. I don't want them to think I'm bagging on them, but they know it's a shithole, too. <laughs> Who was... This one, this one's a little different, but I, I'm curious. Was there a random hitter? Maybe, like, not a, not a lot of people have heard of them, or, like... Was there just like maybe just like random player, random hitter that like just for whatever reason had your number when you'd see him come into the batter's box or he gets announced, you're like, shit, like, I gotta face this guy. Uh, I never thought that about anybody. The only person that, that I was aware of it, and there's other guys that had run a little bit better numbers. I, I don't know. Matt Carpenter, I don't know, Matt Carpenter, I think was okay against Starlin Castro when he first came up at the Cubs. Remember shortstop? Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 Cubs. Starling Star, Star Castro, I mean, he came up and he was, I mean, he's had a hell of a long career, and I mean, he's got a couple thousand hits. I feel like he's got a hundred of them off me, but <laughs> um, he, was a, he was a guy, uh, but he kind of swung, you know, like he was going to swing, and I was around the zone and didn't throw hard enough to really fool anybody. Uh, the, fat, the Kung Fu Panda uh, was another guy just like that. I mean, he was going to swing the bat. And I didn't have anything amazing to get him out with. Uh, and I had to be so fine because if it didn't hit the dirt, he was still going to hit it. You know what I mean? And if it didn't get above his eyes, he was still going to, he might hit it. Uh, <laughs> but those, those two guys, kind of that, that 
swing right. and, uh, you know, aggressive guys. I think those two guys hit me pretty well. Was there, on the flip side of that, was there maybe a really good Ryan hitter Braun. that you owned? Ryan Braun. You, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to hold you to that. I'm going to look that up after this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what kind of number. It'll, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> All right, let's go. It'll blow, it'll, blow, it'll, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. That's, that's the first thing I'm doing. I mean, I already know it. <laughs> um, let's go off baseball, off the diamond. Favorite music, musical artist, or group? So you're you're a Texas guy, so I'm I'm cu- I'm really curious about this one. You can only eat one food for the rest of your life. What are you going with? Man, like, yeah. Now that you say that, I kind of put it. I, I would always say just a nice classic American cheeseburger. Okay. Like, I feel like I could eat that every day. Yep. <laughs> I mean, way way more than pizza. You start okay. because when I go to Texas, I grew up in Missouri. Now, when I go to Texas and live there for, I mean, I lived there for many years, it is the very first meal that I go and get when I hit the state of Texas every time is barbecue. Yep. Uh, I love that stuff a lot. So that's, but I, but I still would have to say a burger because now that I have a, I have that brisket and some of that cut sausage and, you know, good potato salad. I'm like, all right, like that's a nice treat. I don't need to be eating that all the time because I just go in there. I eat fifty dollars of that stuff myself. <laughs> <laughs> big, big glass of sweet tea, man. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I got all right. Um, I got one last question before uh, before we. Uh, okay. Thanks for your time. Um, what improvements? What improvements do you think when the lockout ends? Hopefully, in the next couple or next week or so. What what do you think the Reds need to do? What what kind of what do they have to sure up coming into the season? I think that you're going to look for probably somebody, and hopefully it's mostly a Eugenio Suarez, who though the average was low, he still put up some numbers um, to replace Castellanos. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, most of that comes from Gino. Um, I think you still continue to give Kyle Farmer the uh, the chance at short. Joey, obviously. Andy, obviously. Wink. Tyler Naquin you've got back, you know. And then you've got Nick Senzel, who might be a a right-handed part of that deal uh, that you hope replaces some of Castellanos. I'm not sold on him um, still, but you got to play. I mean, I feel like if he plays, I will be. But um, they've got They've still got some starting pitching, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, you still got a couple, you know, you still got probably, I mean, I don't know if either of those guys is number ones, but they're number twos for right. sure, and you got two of them, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Luis and Sonny, and then Pat O'Malley, I still mm-hmm. always felt like there's a little bit more there for him. And, right. You know, Max Scherzer kind of started late, and I'm not comparing 
Thank you so much for for coming on um and um we look forward to seeing you uh back on on valley sports this year and hopefully you don't run it hopefully you don't uh run into too much too many troubles on the roads there because yeah be safe yeah <laughs> I, I, I appreciate i appreciate it fellas if you guys get up to cincinnati you make sure you come by the set and say hi and, awesome uh and we'll have a little bit of laugh about what an idiot i was on the <laughs> i'm looking i'm I'm looking up. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up Starling Castro's numbers, and then I'm gonna look up Ryan Braun's right after. So, right after <laughs> there, like, so. I think Castro's maybe three for seven. Okay. Uh, and I want to. I'll, I'll just let you figure out Braun on your okay. own. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so right, much, Sam. Right, fellas, you gotta take care. Thanks for having me. Go ahead, man. Huge, huge thank you to Sam LeCure for uh, joining us today. Uh, couldn't have asked for for a better person to talk baseball with. A- the absolute best. Um, I do want to qu- quick note that there might be a little bit of issue with with the audio. There shouldn't be a, a, a big problem. Just a couple spotty uh, spotty spots. Sorry, that was bad. Uh, a couple spotty spots, but other than that, it was such a good interview. That was my fault. I messed up a little bit with the mics. Um, thank you so much, Sam LeCure and Zach. Please bring us out. Love you guys.